Well, hello, and God bless you. Welcome to BlaineCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blen, and we praise God for another opportunity to be here with you on this episode number 70 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we are continuing in on our Nehemiah study. We are now up to chapter number eight. We're highlighting some things and I am anxious to share them with you. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blaine encourages you is coming to you with the application process. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, so as promised, we're going to be taking a look at the book of Nehemiah. Of course, I know we have been in Nehemiah for months. I've got to say to you, BCU family, when embarking on the Nehemiah study, I had no idea that there were so many things that we could learn from him and apply in our daily lives to help us with the help of God to perfect our walk with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, because that's what it's all about. We've got to live this life, everybody, to live again eternally in heaven. So it's these things that we're talking about that are going to help us to do so. So before we get into Nehemiah chapter 8, because that's where we are now, let's talk about the first seven chapters really quickly. So over the course of time that we've been together on the podcast and on the post that you might be reading, we've talked about overcoming people approval. That is really the undergirding of what we were talking about. And in addition to that, we've learned about how to be a good worker, the importance of gated living. We've learned how to survive attacks on the wall, whether they were outside, like enemies outside of our camp, or even enemies within. Sometimes we get tired doing the work. So we talked about how to make sure that we can get back on the wall how to overcome the weariness on the wall. And we also learned about being a good leader, how to lead or govern someone without bossing them or being their manager. There's a big difference there. And in doing that, you can motivate people to do things for the Lord, just like Nehemiah was able to motivate his people to finish the wall triumphantly. So now while the wall is completed, there are still some important areas, some important things that we can glean from the remaining chapters in the book of Nehemiah. So last time we were together, we talked about gatekeeping and gateways. That was Nehemiah chapter 7, and that's going to bring us up now to Nehemiah chapter 8. So if you've missed any of the studies that I just mentioned, uh, not to worry. Depending on where you're listening from, you can catch up. So if you are on the blendcouragesyou.com site, you can head out to the main menu and type in Nehemiah in that search bar or check under series and studies and you'll see all of the studies for Nehemiah are all listed there very neatly and you can go back and listen to your heart's content. And if you happen to be listening on Stitcher Radio, on iTunes, on SoundCloud or Google Play, you can just go back out to the main 
menu and you'll see all of the Nehemiah series listed there again for you to be able to uh, check out and apply to your daily life. So please, as you're listening, take down notes and drop us a note and let us know how you are enjoying the series. So BCU family, what we're going to do now is go ahead and get into Nehemiah chapter 8. Now we won't go through every verse of scripture and through that chapter in its entirety, we're going to glean some of the highlights in regards to preparing, taking in, and applying the Word of God. So please get your Bibles out, my friends, and go to Nehemiah chapter 8, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 12. So let's set up the scene. The wall is up, so that's all completed. The enemies are nowhere to be found. Tobiah and Geshem and Samballot, no place to be found. And now the people are gathered together at the water gate to hear the word of God. If you recall in our Nehemiah chapter 3 study, where we talked about gated community living, we talked about how the water gate represents the word of God and how it's reflected in our lives. What we need to do is to continue to wash ourselves in the word of God to stay clean. Psalm 119 and 9 backs this up by asking the question, how do we cleanse our way? And the answer is by taking heed to thy word. So that pretty much sums up chapter, I'm sorry, verse number one of Nehemiah chapter eight. So let's see what the other verses say here, verses two and three. So now Ezra's on the scene. So Ezra the priest, he brought the law before the assembly of men and women and all who could hear with understanding. And I've got to stop right here. I love that hearing with understanding. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind as we go to verse number three. And he read from it, that was Ezra, in front of the open square, which was in front of the water gate. We talked about that from early morning until midday in the presence of men and women, those who could understand and the ears of all the people were attentive to the book of the law. So let's stop here with application point number one. Notice that in the first verses that I've read that there were no comfy chairs mentioned, uh, no uh, air conditioning or heating units. There was no kids church lounge area. There was nothing made available to make hearing the word of God more comfortable or probably what I should say is making the people comfortable hearing the word of God, yet they listened with understanding, and they were attentive. Now let me go on record as saying, there is certainly nothing wrong with comfortable chairs, uh, making sure that the, the building is lit and heated and cooled off and kids' church and lounges within the church. You know, there's nothing wrong with any of that. Certainly not. What I am trying to say is with all of those modern things that we do have, many of us have in our houses of prayer, does it help us to listen 
with understanding and to be more attentive? If we had to recall the entire message that we heard on last Sunday, would we be able to do that? What about what we just read in the Word of God? What scripture passage did you read three days ago? How many times were you distracted from the Word? A hunger pang, wondering about dinner, the ironing you forgot, the call you need to make, how tired you are, the look that someone gave you, uh, a phone call, any of those things. And when I'm talking to you all, I'm talking to me as well. We really need to notice that typically when we get distracted, God is speaking directly to us and we will miss what it is that he said. You know, it's like God gives the answers to the test But we are so consumed with the test environment. You know, we have a case of the terrible twos. Too hot, too cold, too tired, too long. We get so consumed with that that we will miss the answers to the test. So BCU family, I'd like to take a quick detour from our application checkpoints, if you will. Uh, This isn't one of the original ones. I thought it might be worth mentioning as we just looked at verses number six, seven, and eight. And particularly in verse number seven, there were a number of teachers and Levites that helped the people to understand the book of the law of God. So they broke it down so that they could easily uh, understand it, comprehend it, and begin to apply it. And I say that, I bring that point up because that is a, a, it's such a vital role to be able to explain the word of God. And this is why we need Holy Ghost filled, appointed and anointed from God, word steeped, preachers, teachers, exhorters, and bold saints who will rightly divide the word of truth, who have studied, who have studied the word of God and know what God is saying. You know, there are so many that are out there these days that are using the word of God to profit for themselves. And rather than us sit around and fuss about what uh, those folks are doing incorrectly, what we want to do with the help of God is to be the laborers that God is calling for us to be in whatever position or capacity that he has called us to do. So we want to do that and we want to hold one another up in prayer as co-laborers in the vineyard. It's all about souls being saved and once they're saved, about talking to them about living this life full of holiness. All right, so that takes us now to verse number nine. Verse number nine. And then Nehemiah, who was the governor, and Ezra, the priest and the scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all of the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep, because the people were weeping when they heard the words of the law. So in listening to the word of God being expounded upon, the congregation began to cry. That brings us to application point number two. 
the congregation realized how far they were from applying the Word of God in their lives. So as we think about that, when God convicts us, do we shrug and say, well, Lord, I hear you, but I just can't do it because she, well, the Lord knows we're dust. He knows we're going to fail. Well, you know, that's true. Our frame is dust. Our souls are not. They live on forever. And what and how we decide to apply the word of God can affect our lives here and after we leave here. So while we may not weep after every sermon, our hearts should ache with the desire to want to do better, to strive for perfection, and the word perfect means maturity, and to please God in all of our ways rather than excusing our actions because it's easier to stay in the flesh. It takes effort to walk in the spirit, not to say blah, blah, blah to someone that you really want to tell off, not to give in to that anger, bitterness, wrath, unforgiveness, all of those things, all of those things take some effort to do. But when we do what God says to do, when we follow and apply that word, that helps us, that helps us to strive for that perfection that God is looking for. Amen. So we're going to get into verse number 10 momentarily. Wanted to give you a little bit of a footnote as to why the leaders were telling the people not to mourn. So in getting together at the beginning of the chapter, this was actually a celebration. Yes, called the Festival of Booths. B-O-O-T-H. Booth. <laughs> or the Festival of Tabernacles. And what this did was, did was symbolize the time that the Israelites were in Egypt and wandered in the wilderness. So in this festival, uh, there was a reflection on God's provision, mercy, and protection. And you can see more in Leviticus chapter 23, right around verse number 43. So going to, again, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse number 10. And then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions for them that don't have anything prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is is your strength. So let's stop right here, BCU family. So even when we have messed up and messed up badly, what we want to do with God's grace is to go to him. We want to repent. We will cry. It'll upset us. Absolutely. So once we repent, we repent and know that we are forgiven. We want to be sure to forgive ourselves wash our faces, dry our tears, eat, drink, be a blessing to somebody else, and allow the joy of the Lord to strengthen us. 
So obviously, these people didn't have the Holy Ghost as we know it now, today. But God still allowed them to have joy because he's just good like that. You know, joy is the second fruit of the Spirit. So there are nine. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you'll find that in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. And the thing with joy is, is that it's an inside job. Whatever spirit is planted on the inside The fruit of that spirit comes on out. So carnal plants yield carnal fruit. And when the spirit is planted on the inside, and we're talking about the spirit of Christ, good fruit comes out unless we poison it with the Roundup. All right, with Roundup. Y'all know that stuff that kills uh, weeds and things? And Roundup in this case would be unchristlike behavior that the enemy uh, brings by. So that would be the roundup. So unless we're spraying a generous amount of roundup, what should come out of us is good, wholesome things. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. And that dwells on the inside. That dwells on the inside. So it comes up on the outside regardless of what's going on. Joy is an inside job. So as we get ready to finish up Nehemiah chapter 8, verses number 11 and 12. So verse number 11 says that the Levites stilled or quieted all the people and once again said, you know what, hold your peace. You know, no need to cry, this day is holy. It's holy, so do not be grieved. And it was at that point in verse number 12 that all the people decided, you know what, let's go ahead and eat and drink and we're going to make sure that we bless some other people and just, you know, make some merriment because we understand the word of God. We get it now. So what about you, BCU family? You know, once the Lord calls you out on something, after repenting, do we allow ourselves to walk in the forgiveness and we rejoice because we're being chastened by our good father so that we can live? Or do we mourn? And you can check out Hebrews chapter 12, verses 5 through 12 about being chastened. You know, it's needful for us to hear the word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says that faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. Along with that, it's even more critical that we do what the word of God says. According to James chapter 1, verse 25, we have to because our eternal lives depend on it. All right, BCU family, the Lord, as usual, pulled the meat off the bones here today. My goodness, I can't speak for all of you, but I've got some reflecting and some application processing to do. So with the help of the Lord, let's do that together. 
So what we're going to be doing is taking a look at how Nehemiah and his people reacted even further in hearing the law or the word of God in an upcoming podcast as we continue to spotlight scriptures and close out our Nehemiah study. These are indeed the final weeks, so please join us. Please join us as we get ready to wrap up uh, the rest of Nehemiah. In the meantime, you all know that we love dialogue, so we'd love to hear what you took away from what we talked about today. So please leave a comment in the designated section for comments, and uh, we'll be looking to hear from each and every one of you. And as a reminder, if you have not subscribed to the BlaineCouragesYou.com site, today is a good day to do so. Any day, any night, any weekend, any holiday, any time, it's a good time to do so because it's free. Always going to be free and it's a good place to get encouragement, inspiration, and information based on the Word of God. And not only, not only can you sign up for the BlaineCouragesYou.com site to get these podcasts and posts sent directly to you, you can see what we're up to on the daily. So check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we are also on YouTube with our Word of the Week. Finally, you can listen in and subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on iTunes. So whatever your preferred method is to get to BlankCouragesYou.com, we've pretty much got you covered. So this is Blend from BlankCouragesYou.com. I want to thank you all so much for stopping by and tuning in. We know that you have got choices when it comes down to where you get your encouragement from and you stopped by here and we do not take that lightly. So as we wrap up, may God bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and give you peace as you apply his word while you stay on the wall. Lord will. We'll see you next time.